0: Hey, guys, Brody Swisher here with the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by On X. This week, we're bringing you another edition of the Unloaded series. And this time, we're unloading on the new changes coming for 2023 for the Tennessee turkey hunters across the state. Non-residents that might be thinking about coming this way. Big, big changes coming for 2023. We're getting Cameron Weddington on the line. You may know him as the Godfather 49 The dude's got some strong opinions on what should be done regarding this fanning and reaping. This is somewhat of a part two, if you will. He's written an article for Outdoor Life. Heck, he's even called out Michael Waddell on his stance in favor of the reaping process. Big stuff. Let's get Cameron on the line. Cameron, welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate your time tonight. and. Looking forward to talking turkey with you, and I know we've never met face-to-face that I know of, but I do like what I see, some the content, and I know we've got a lot of mutual friends and and, uh, have since heard more mutual friends that we've got, and so welcome to the podcast. Appreciate your time tonight.
1: Man, yeah, thank you. Maybe we'll get together and get a turkey hunt soon. That that sounds good. I don't know who our mutual friends would be, to be honest, but... Well, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. I'm related to most everybody in this part of the country. Well, that's that's
0: about right. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. No, I I think it was after a podcast I did with Taylor Johnson. I think he was the one that said, man, I went to high school with that dude, the gob father. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Taylor, he moved over more into central Tennessee, I think now. He's kind of my brother's age. Yeah, we we knew each other well.
0: Okay. So So you're from his hometown more in West Tennessee then, or where are you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. Yes, I got you. All right. Well, I'm not too far up the road. I'm up in the Kentucky Lake area of Tennessee, so not too nice. far off. Then,
1: yeah, that's what we got a we got a house up there on on the lake on yeah. the Tennessee side, and then uh, we actually just got some property up that way, right off the river. Cool. And it is where I'm hoping to create a turkey mecca. Hey, man,
0: that's so it. We'll see, absolutely. We'll see. Well, good. We'll, yeah. defi- we'll definitely have to connect then and get get together when you're coming through Paris, Tennessee, or something. So. That would Thank be good. You. That would be good. Yeah. Well, man, hey, let's do this. Take a few minutes, if you will, and just kind of introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. I know you're into a lot of different stuff, from uh, writing to uh, just some just some satire and and videos, <laughs> and just a handful of different things I've seen. But I don't know what you do, honestly, and what you do uh, full time, and and share what you yeah. what you will with this. You know, I know none of it's our business, but we'd love to get to know you more. And uh, so, just kind of give us a little background on who you are.
1: Yeah, so I'm Cameron Weddington. I'm a financial planner, certified financial planner, or CFP. That's the day job. And then I'm a absolutely addicted turkey hunter yep. to the nth degree. You could talk to my wife about it. She'd tell you. That's right. And, I mean, it's bad. It's yeah. really bad. So that's led me to... I do a podcast on turkey hunting called the Turkey Hunter podcast with one of my good buddies, Andy Galeano that I met in college down in Birmingham. And we do that weekly and then started social media and started just kind of posting my travels onto social media and stuff. And that thing's blown up to levels I would have never guessed. I Mm. I don't know why anybody cares that much about what I have to say, but whatever.
0: That's right.
1: It, It, it's gone well and I've, I just love the wild turkey, man. Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, that's it. And I i don't, I've been offered, you know, I'm not saying any of this pridefully, but I've been offered, you know, sponsorships and pro staffs and all of stuff. And I've turned it down gratefully, you know, told these people, thank you, but yeah. no. Right. And it's just, I don't want to be hamstrung on what I can and can't say about that's the right. wild turkey and what I want to say about it. And so that's, my social media account seems to offend quite a few people because I just tell people what I think. I mean, right. and that's the bottom line. I, right. I'm not—I don't have any products or anything that that you can not buy. So, I mean, you know, don't give me your financial advising business. I guess as a turkey hunter, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I hear <agree>. you. That's right. <laughs> it, it's so I think that's why some people view me as like kind of a controversial figure almost in turkey hunting when I don't think I am most. I've had several people who didn't like me at all, ended up having a phone call with met with some of them and we're like buddies now we keep yeah. up all spring. So it's, it's not a, you know, it, it's hard to get somebody's true personality through social media. Cause oh, you can't gosh. hear tone and all that kind of stuff. It's just, and people are just inherently angry on there anyway, but that's right.
0: That's right. I think
1: my goal with the whole thing, you know, is kind of evolved of, uh, just at first was kind of telling folks what I was going and doing and doing, trying to kill a turkey in every state. That's my goal huh. that I've been presenting for a couple of years now and have cut into it pretty good now. But it's kind of evolved now to where I'm, I'm trying to transition from being all about the kill type thing to trying to look at how we can help this this bird because it needs it right now and so specifically this year in Tennessee I've been really trying to push some agendas of what needs to happen in Tennessee and man we had the wild turkey just had a big win in Tennessee in my view on this past Friday and Saturday
0: yep absolutely and that's that's one of the big things I want to talk about and this is particular episode is, is gonna go in line with our unloaded series that we've we've kicked off in recent months and just uh just that unloading on the hot topics that are going on. And the first one we did was uh I guess probably last month uh or in the last month and it was one where we talked about just, just that, just the uh fanning and banning and uh yeah. I think the topic was fanning, banning and Michael Waddell and it was all kind of <laughs> when everything started to Kind of blow up and uh, if you will, I mean it's been brewing for a long time, uh but it was in that in that time there and and I know um uh, you know you had a hand in, in helping people see a uh, different perspective, and a lot of that was was right there in that and so uh we'll definitely yeah. get into that and that's kind of what I want to unload on tonight as we if we talk about some of those different things tell me then so the Godfather is it the godfather forty nine is your instagram account
1: yes sir, that's it the Godfather
0: so that that may be a lot of. What people know, because that's what I first uh, when I first had someone introduce me to you via Instagram. That was what I saw. They're like, "Well, you know the Godfather." Yeah. And I said, "No, mean, I don't know the Godfather. Who are you talking about?" And then started seeing some stuff popping up, and I thought, oh, "Okay, now now I see where you're coming from." And and so that was yeah, cool. I,
1: you know, I don't want folks who hear that name or see it to think that I'm I am not a prideful person in any way. I, sure. I am not the godfather of any turkey on earth because they whooped me, I mean, significantly more often than I ever went, so yeah. I will not claim to do that. But it was a turkey call that yeah. I don't know what it was about that call. When I use that call, turkeys seemed to just come in and die Yeah, and it yeah. is out of commission now and it's, I'm sitting here looking at it on my mantle and I sure wish it wasn't broken with that piece right there, but. If it was still working, it would still kill turkeys. I mean, I think if I just sat it outside, one would come up to it at this point. But yeah. kind of yeah. named my page after that because I thought it was a clever name somebody came up with somewhere Yep, and turned into what it has. And, you know, I don't particularly want to be known as, like, the guy who thinks he's the man for turkey hunting because anybody yeah. who thinks they can kill turkeys all the time is going to get humbled very quickly. That's, right.
0: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you've got you've got plenty of people that think that they are – or that and anybody like you said anybody that thinks that they've got it figured out on the turkeys and that they uh are the man then they've, they've not been doing it long enough to to be humbled and yeah uh so well cool well man i know like i said a couple of things that popped up in the last month or two um that really caught my attention regarding uh you i think it was an outdoor life article and uh
1: yeah
0: and remind me of the title of that i know it was talking about the banning yeah, I think it's
1: the case for the banning of reaping and fanning.
0: Okay, I believe yeah. was the
1: title. I, I didn't actually come up with the title. I so that I, I'm not a writer. I mean, I, I that was just a freelance deal. They contacted me and asked me to do it. Yeah, okay. And so I did. Okay. And that wasn't. I didn't come up with the title. I just sent them the information and, and put the article together. And then they put a title on it and yeah. slapped it out there and. Started a big controversy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and and Outdoor Life is good about that. And coming right in the middle of that, I've done a little work with those guys as well. And uh, they love to stir the pot, and that's what's good. And I think it's good to get people thinking on it. So tell me on the Outdoor Life piece, and give us a gist of what that article looked like and what was uh, just kind of where you were headed with that and what angle you took on that.
1: Yeah, so I, I wrote the original article I wrote had three reasons why it should be banned. And y'all touched on them in your, you know, podcast you did on, which was excellent, by the way. If anybody hasn't listened to that, I'd suggest go back and listen to that episode. But appreciate it. it, it, I had number one reason was safety, and I mean, I think the buck could stop right there. Mm -hmm. I mean that that's plenty of enough reason. And you gave the example of you had, I think you said your own son, and told him to do it, and then you you were kind of thinking about, huh? Why did I just do that? What what did I just do?
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: I mean, people need to think about the gravity of that situation, you yeah. know, and and it just, safety-wise, we, we got to do one of two things here. I mean, we're either going to have to amend the hunter safety protocol,
0: yeah.
1: get rid of all this stuff on NWTF's website saying don't wear red, white, and blue, yeah. or say that reaping is indeed unsafe. I yeah. mean, it. I don't understand how you can have those type things in your hunter safety protocol and then a you know kid comes home after seeing the video of the guy getting shot with the red handkerchief. you know don't do this yeah. while turkey hunting and then turns on the outdoor channel and sees three guys running around with reaper decoys in front of them through the field i mean it, that's
0: right it's very right. contradictory
1: yeah. so well, you know, well, hey dad why is this celebrity doing this but i just got told not to do this you
0: know exactly and and that's going to be the one i mean which one is a kid likely to take oh this guy's killing turkeys this guy's telling me not to and you know yeah. the kids are going to be drawn to that and that's that's it, exactly i mean i think we mentioned it as well in that podcast was just the fact that you know that's all i remember man was 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 don't you know don't do anything to make someone think you're a turkey don't be uh, like you said, don't yeah, be blowing I mean, your nose with the red sense. hanky. Yeah, don't you don't do that. You don't wear red. You don't wear white don't or blue. Don't gobble,
1: you know, on public land. Be yeah. careful if you gobble. I mean, there's so many things. and I'm i not, you know, crazy and thinking that, you know, we're just going to have thousands upon thousands of people getting shot every year because of it. Sure. I don't think that's the case. But, I mean, there's accidents are happening. I mean, a guy in Tennessee got shot this year yep. trying to fan one on Yanali. Yep. Happened again last year with – an off-duty T.W.R.A. officer shot somebody. I mean, that's, they, that's a trained professional in that field.
0: That's right. That's right. So, I
1: mean, it, it's to me, you, you can just safety. Boom. There's your reason, you know. Yeah. And, and that that could be the end of the argument. Sure. And but my original article had that, and then the second section was ethics, which in my mind, there's we got to draw a line as hunters and y'all talked about this in that podcast too, but you got to draw a line of at some point where this isn't fair chase and and this can lead to overharvest if everybody does it, you know? And I mean, electronic calls, I mean, baiting in most states, you know, shooting deer with a spotlight, punt guns, sink boxes for ducks. I mean, the sink box was, eliminated for duck hunting because and I quote on the website it was too effective like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: there's so many examples of this in hunting it's not a novel thought that that this is the all new you know better watch out this is the new thing that we're going to ban methods like that's been happening for years yeah it just happens that now this method in my mind it was a fringe tactic yeah not many people were doing it and it wasn't a problem. Well, now mainstream, TikTok, Instagram, outdoor channel, it's all you see. Yeah. So you're going to have a huge faction of hunters are going to adopt this practice. And, I mean, we all know it. It's really easy and effective. Yep. I mean, it's not going to work 100% of the time. But if you see three turkeys in a field, I I would be shocked if you can't kill one That's right. with a fan. That's
0: right. Yeah, and I, and I saw something the other day. Somebody had, had tried to take that, you know— Saying well, it, it's not as effective as everybody leads on to 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 make it out to be, and I'm like, no it 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 really is I mean it, <laughs> yeah, it, it some really
1: is the guides use it? Like. Well,
0: that's just it. that's where I was going is, is when you talk to some of these different guides out west, they'll they'll tell you now that hey we we've gone to where ninety percent, I think even Harold Knight maybe it was on a, one of the podcasts, but maybe was, I think it was with Cuz or somebody. And I remember him, and I may way off on that, but I was—I would have swore it was Harold Knight saying, "Man, when we go out to Nebraska or Kansas or wherever it was, he said the guy out there is killing eighty or ninety percent of his turkeys with the fan, and why? Because it's just the easiest way to get it done for a client real quick." And yeah. and that, that tells you, and then, yeah. And then we go back to my eleven-year-old boy. You know, that's never killed a turkey in his life. I hand him the fan, say, "Hey, dude, crawl up there and wave this fan around," and he kills a you know inch-and-a-half spurred boss tom. And so yep. I, that's kind of my first thing is when somebody says, "Man, it's it's not just that easy." I said, "Well, yeah, it is cause here's a boy, <laughs> here's my own boy that I videoed. Yeah, I, I videoed. Yeah, I videoed him. I you know it unfolded in front of the camera, and you know, a giant bird come running, you know, pissed off, and here right. he comes. And so, so it is. I, I don't I don't like that argument when people say it's it's just not as effective as everybody's making it out to be. It's super effective, and that's why you got people using it so much, and that's why guys are punching their three tags or four tags or, you know, yeah. you know, whatever it is so quickly. I mean, I've heard that more, you know, just another aspect of it. I've heard more since the fans came on the scene, man, you, you would never hear, you know, somebody say, yeah, man, I tagged out first three days. And when you start oh, yeah. you're probing those guys a little bit, oh man, tell me about your hunts. Well, a fan one here at this pasture, fan, you know, and most of those guys, when I talk to them and I'm not just saying this to say it, but, uh, for the sake of an argument, but, man, usually when I talk to guys and I push in on that conversation a little bit, nine times out of ten, when I see a guy that's limited out those first three or four days or the first week, they fan those three gobblers. And, and so um, it, it's yeah, definitely changed the game. you like, be
1: lucky to – to call in three turkeys three days in a row. Yeah. You got to be really good. Yeah.
0: I mean, it happens. It happens, no doubt. You got, you know, Lord blesses us, and we we get on those hot streaks. You got got to be more lucky than good. That's right. That's (laughs) right. And so, um, you know, it's, it's that. And I think there was a time that, you know, there weren't everybody before TikTok and everything blew up so big. There was a time when, you know, I had buddies that were using it and they, you know, they would use it and it, yeah. you just didn't see much of it and it, it wasn't as big a deal. You know, some guys will go that route. They'll say, man, we've been using these for 20 years. Well, yeah, you might've been using it for 20 years, but the number of people have not been using it for 20 years. You know, it was you, maybe one other guy in your county was using it and, you know, you had really yeah. good luck with it, but it's not been a small fraction. Yeah. Now yeah. it's the majority yeah. of folks probably are using it. So it's a different ball. Yeah, brain. that's
1: that's it and the other thing you look at is i mean we all have seen it with COVID hitting when it did it was right yeah. in spring we have a ton of new turkey hunters i mean a ton yeah. Yeah. and who are they learning from youtube TikTok, instagram yeah. outdoor channel a lot of them are learning from those folks yeah and you know when i started and i'm not saying it all has to happen like i did but probably when you started and i started i mean it took it literally took years, if not like a decade, to get where I could effectively like consistently kill turkeys. Yep. You know, I'd slip in there and kill one every now and then. Yep. But I wasn't what I would consider a consistent killer of turkeys until I had tons of years of knowledge under my belt. That's you right. know? Yep. You could take one of these newcomers and in fifteen minutes with a little demonstration and a video. They're an effective killer who can literally go kill a limit that year. That's right. And every year. I that's mean, right. it, that's the bottom line to me. So, yep. it, I mean, there's nothing else as effective as this, in that's my right. mind, for turkey hunting. Yep. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah.
0: No, so I agree. you
1: combine it, too, with, I mean, we, it's not like, you know, people were struggling to kill them anyway because of how much innovation we have. We can shoot twice as far digital mapping. I mean, you can go on and on and on. We have plenty of innovation to help us kill them already. Yeah. Then you throw this in there and it's like, my gosh, yeah. I mean, at what point do we draw this line?
0: That's right.
1: The line's got to be drawn at some point. Now, now I'm not trying to push morals or, or say these people who are reaping turkeys are bad people. Like I, I have friends, Sure. many friends who do it. It's it's not they're bad people. Like, it, it, this has nothing to do with the moral character of another person.
0: Here. That's right. Absolutely. It's just,
1: this is a method that it's too effective. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It, and if it was, you know, if we didn't have many people turkey out anymore, then fine. We probably wouldn't be affecting anything. But we got tons of people going.
0: That's right. Tons. Yep.
1: So, I mean, it, especially, like, if I was a state like Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, I mean my gosh. There those people are fanning the heck out of them cuz you That's can right. see all the turkeys.
0: Yeah, you can see I the mean, whole bunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean they're they're always visible yep. except for when they're on the roost basically. So you those states really need to be taking a look at it. In Tennessee, you know, I I did a very extensive campaign using what little voice I have to try everything I could to get people to, to do public commenting and get reaping banned. But we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But anyway, yeah. that, so that's kind of the ethics side in my mind. So that was my second point was the ethics yep. of, you know, we, we've drawn the line on other sports, ducks, deer, You know, turkeys in most states, you can't shoot them off the roost or whatever. Right. There's a point where we've drawn lines where we say, hey, it would be too effective if we allowed this. we got to get rid of it. Well, Fanning's across that line, in my opinion.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, it's too easy. So that was my second point. And then my third point was the biology of it. And if you read that article, that's what that whole article is about. Because Outdoor Life came back and said, hey, safety and ethics have been argued to high heaven on this topic forever. You know, let's, let's scrap both of those. Let's just do the biology. So yeah. that article that, that you've read and that a ton of people have read is it's only point number three. And if you read it, it makes common sense to me. I'm not going to say there's been a study done to prove what I say in there, but there's been studies done to prove the dominant gobbler deal that Mike Chamberlain discusses in that article that I use quotes from with season timing. Yep. And to me, it's very easy to connect those two things of who are you killing with the fan, the dominant gobbler, like you said, your your boy killed the inch and a half hooks, you know, yep. you're killing the big boy. He's the aggressive one. He's the one with hens that's going to, he's going to defend. If you get in his bubble with a fan yep. and he's got hens, he's not just going to sit there and be like, come on, brother, come yep. in here and breed my hens. That's right. You know, he, he's going to come charge you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: at, at a minimum, he's not gonna run away from the hens. Like mm-hmm. he's still gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's the one that's getting killed and we're killing him too early in the season when he's supposed to be breeding. You know, there's a reason he's still got thirty hens around him. Right. He's supposed to be breeding them. And yep. you walk out there and reap him day one, you just disrupted everything. And so right. you you gotta look at that also of you know, maybe not only are we killing too many of them using it maybe we're killing the wrong ones too like the ones we really shouldn't be killing because i mean i don't care how good you are with a turkey call if he's got hens with him he's probably not coming right i mean with traditional methods you that is a you know, once every multi-season deal, when you call the big the big boy off his hens, or call the whole harem to you and kill him with the hens, well, that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, much. well, that's just it, man. That used to be the bird that we called. You know, we that's why we said that we hate. Man, I hate field turks. Oh, I got a field turkey. I got this. I got, this, yeah. I got yeah. the boss <laughs> in the field, man, and and he's driving me crazy. And we'd be out there every morning, hitting him from different angles, hitting him from here, hitting him from there trying different things every day and he would be our nemesis that was the nemesis bird you know that we yeah gets a name. yeah gets you a, give him a name legend
1: status that's yeah. right
0: and you you hit him from every angle and you work on him all season now it's just a matter of well crap he didn't come tomorrow i'm gonna flash him with this fan and, and you kill him and again you know i hear people say all the time well i mean in the bottom line to kill the bird you know whether you kill him in a week or kill him in a month or whatever but um you know the deal yeah. and as you just talked about it, there may be more to it now than that it's okay should we even be you know from a conservation standpoint is that the bird we even need to shoot is that the bird that we need to let him walk you know i mean yeah. you start looking at it from that standpoint he's your breeder and he's got a bunch of hens and that's what he's doing every morning as soon as he hits the ground it starts jumping those birds and and those hens and you know i, I think that's kind of the mindset i think our, we've got to get to our audiences is just that like hey You know, never before have we talked about letting a turkey walk, or you know, we don't use the terms like we do with deer. Like, let's give him another year, or let's let him go, let's wait on a different one. But I think, I think we're obviously at that time where we've got to start thinking along those lines of, hey, let's let that one do his deal, and and let's get let's get one of these other birds. You know, his his once he's whipped somewhere close by.
1: If you got to kill him, he's your one. You just have to kill. Wait and kill him like last two weeks of season when he's already done all the breeding. I mean. When I here in Tennessee, I could show you on my wall the turkeys I've killed late May, yep. they got hooks on them. The ones I kill early April, almost always two year old birds. Sure. I mean, that's just a freak accident, you know. So the, there comes a time where he's done it. He's he has replaced himself on the landscape, he's bred all the girls, he's done his job, and now you can kill him and not have this massive impact we're talking about. Yep. And, and you know, you still got him. so and that's how traditional turkey hunting without reaping happens i mean that's what my mentor told me years ago he said you know early season you're going to kill the satellites two-year-olds three-year-olds who've been whooped and he's like last two weeks that's when man if you kill one then he's probably gonna be toting some daggers you know and and it absolutely has been a fact because i of the way i hunt that's how it works out naturally because you you're just not going to call many off those hens. so It's a, in my mind, safety, It can stop there. You bring into the ethics. I mean, I, I don't understand why people think this is like the attack on their rights. I mean, I just hear from all angles on this, like, if we give the, the government this power to take reaping away, then they're just it's all gonna be over soon. Like they're gonna take it all from us, you know. Right, right. And all this government overreach. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're in Georgia, you lost twenty one days off your turkey season last year. You didn't just lose reaping, you lost days to hunt. That's right. Like these these people tell you what day you can and can't go hunt on what time of the day you can hunt what yep. you have to wear if you go deer hunting i mean it's not like all of a sudden we're giving them some new power electronic yeah. calls are banned you know it,
0: yeah that's yeah.
1: just crazy to me well, And there's no data to prove that that would be the case you got six now seven states that have a ban in place and it's not led to any further overreach in turkey hunting it's yeah. a very simple law that can be placed in with perfect verbiage which yeah. has been done yeah, and it doesn't Apply to anything
0: else well and that that's just it and and that's what I think concerns me is you know is, is some of the verbiage we hear some of these guys and and these quote celebrities you know saying is is just that don't tell me how I can blank and hunt you know what I can and can't do and and, and they're taking it like it's you know I, I don't know I, I think some of them have just gotten riled up and I think there's a lot of pin up frustration over having to wear a mask or say, you know, been telling go, yeah. go get you you know, the vaccine. And then now somebody says, well, now you can't reap a fence, and so now there's bubbling over and, and just exploding on that. But it's like, man, dude, you, you sit there and say, don't tell me how to, uh, what I can and can't do in the woods. They've been, like you said, we've been told what we can and can't <laughs> do long they before I was ever they born. Even got
1: on. Yeah. They tell you,
0: Yeah. They tell you what gun you can use and can't use. They tell you you, you know, don't you pull a spotlight out of the car. Don't you pour corn on the ground. Don't you do this. We've been told, like I said, long before you and I were both alive, what we can and can't. That's, yep. just, that's just life, and you know?
1: We, we, we did that to ourselves back in the day because it's necessary to have a governing body regulate yeah. our wildlife because people, humans, are greedy and will overhunt things. I mean, right. we've seen that in history. So we've done that to ourselves. It's worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, don't... Don't give me that crap about oh if we if, if they ban reaping it's just too much government overreach like right.
0: no yeah dude they,
1: they I mean Georgia they took twenty one days off the season and you didn't hear all these celebrities like oh government overreach I mean you can't hunt for three weeks now
0: mm-hmm. and
1: nobody cared but reaping now that that is overreach apparently yeah that just blows my mind
0: well yeah because I mean you're talking about you know, we we just you got <laughs> nearly a a, mount, a month of your season snatched, and it's cricket. Yeah. But now you talk about, hey, don't use this product, uh, and and so all of a sudden they blow up on it, and you know, yeah, I I don't want to beat around the bush or anything <laughs> like that. And I know, you know, we talk Georgia, we talk celebrities. We, you know, I know everybody's thinking, well, just say Michael Waddell. Cause we know you're dancing around it, but I mean, Michael Waddell is one that I, I, I look at and I see has been probably one of the out, most outspoken of. Of guys I mean I've followed him for years. I, I love what he's done. He's done a great job. He's earned a, you know, he's he's done a great job. He, you know, he's earned his spot. He's worked hard for it. He's he's arrived as that celebrity status. He'll be a a legend in the industry just from the standpoint of uh just rewriting the way, you know, video production's been done. But I yeah. I, I am very concerned with some of his latest videos because and I think it's because of some of these uh open letters have been written to him and some people kinda calling him out on his stance on stuff, uh just from the standpoint of, you know, his his very much pro fanning, you know, deal. And so I think when somebody says, Hey man, you 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 don't need to be doing that or this ain't right, you know, he gets he's he's been very uh obviously offended on it just because, you know, again his rants lately have have been pretty much geared around that. And then oh, yeah. just just the I think, you know, you look at a lot of the videos that I see that I've seen coming from him or, or bone collector videos and, and different things that I've watched, dude, he's got that fan every time. So I think it kind of stepped on his toes a little bit and hurt crew him.
1: does, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. the whole crew is one of the main ones that promotes it. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what I I don't have a problem with the guy. Like he, he's done a lot of good things. Like sure. you said, for the industry, I, I know specifically of one, if not multiple disabled hunters that he's taken time to take out. Sure. He's done plenty of good things. I mean, he, I'm not saying he's a bad person, that's but right. I don't get why this is his hill to die on. That's and right. I brought up Georgia specifically cause that's his home state.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: And it was crickets, man. I mean, they took 21 days of hunting. They also took from the public land, you know, blue collar guys that he's usually preaching to. Yep. they took more days from them and put their lands in quota hunts, and it's crickets. But mm-hmm. hey, we take we take the fan, and and now we've hit you know a nerve. Yeah. So it, that's just kind of interesting to me. Yeah. You know that that now this is communist government overreach that they're going to ban you know the use of handheld fans. But you know when they took twenty one days off your season, that was no problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That did not make it, sense at all. That
1: didn't, That didn't affect. Product sales or getting kills on camera because you can only shoot two or three birds in Georgia, you know yeah. whatever. But yeah. to me, it—I it, don't get why this is the hill these people want to die on. I mean, Waddell's been very outspoken about it. I saw Mark Drury put a video up, and I mean, he was well spoken. He didn't go all crazy about communists and all this <laughs> other stuff like like we've heard elsewhere. But yeah, you know, his was actually more plausible. But yeah, I don't get why they i mean what's wrong with bringing this topic up you know sure. if it if it we all know it's super effective we all know we have a lot of new hunters we know it's getting and gaining a ton of popularity and it's unsafe yep. i mean you telling me i can't bring this up i mean i don't get it yep. i don't get why it offends people so much to bring it up but yeah i don't know i don't know man it you know with with that whole deal I. Uh, I mean, Tyler Jordan from Realtree, I'll, I'll say this, he seems like a really nice guy. He said he doesn't fan him anymore yep. and has put that away. And he, he actually contacted me after all this kind of stuff went down and told me that he would fly me down to be on Waddell's podcast to talk with him about it. Oh wow! And I said, okay, let's do it. I mean, yeah. and, uh, it's not like I'm wanting to come down there and fist fight the guy. Like I just, sure. I'm, I'm willing to defend my position if, if he's willing to defend his yep. and uh let's just say the uh, podcast host didn't allow that to happen so. is that
0: right okay i was curious that's yeah. what my next question was what's your yeah. when when's your date and so there's there's not been such set up at this point huh
1: uh no i don't think there will be but no. right I, I mean i'm willing to go anytime on, on this discussion sure. and, and i the my goal behind it isn't to be right or win or anything discussing it with people who oppose it which i've done on other podcasts like ben o'brien and stuff and um those have all been good conversations that i would say like overall have been positive for hunting and i mean that's just that's been the case in history i mean i can't imagine that the first guy that ever was like hey maybe we shouldn't shoot deer with a spotlight at night I can't imagine that everybody's like, yeah, you know what? He's right. Let's that's just right. stop that. I- I'm sure there was a lot of opposition and conversation. That's right. And it was a slow roll, and so it had to get rolling. I mean, yeah. you know how people are. It's not like they're all just like, oh, okay, we can't use punt guns anymore for ducks. Yeah. All right. You know. That's right. So he, that's he, kind of where i you reaping right now. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's that's just it. You know, that guy that brought that up or that guy that wrote that article or had that podcast you know, air whatever so to speak you know he wasn't a popular dude i mean when he said that stuff hey man i, I think it's time we need to turn the spotlights off you know yeah. they ripped him up and down you know like you're an idiot yeah. dude. it you, works so you well it's effective. Us,
1: you're taking away my rights <laughs> yeah
0: yeah man you, you can't tell me i can't use a spotlight out the window from the truck yeah. you know and, and so he was he was getting ripped up and down you know just like crazy but he had to speak some truth and, 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 and make some you know, clear points and just say, Hey, if we love our white whitetail deer, we've got to stop doing this. If we love, you know, hunting these turkeys, we've got to quit walking in and shooting them off the roost. You know, all those different things yeah. had There's to be addressed. So yeah. And, and now we look back and we think, man, the guy that would even think about spotlighting deer now, boy, they're the lowest of the lows, bury them under the, yep. you know, and, and they're just scumbags, outlaws, just redneck trash, you know. And that's what we call. Them. But there was a time, like you said, that uh, that was just that was a way of life. Common that's what place. you did. Yeah, that was yeah. that was how things went. But somebody had to say, man, for the sake of these animals, for the sake of conversation, we've got to do something different. And and I, I just want to say to everybody. Listening, you know, because I don't want people saying, boy, you're a hypocrite, bro. You you've reaped them and you fan them and whatever. Yeah, I have, man, and I've I done have, it. I have and, and too. Yeah, we I have too. We've done that. I, I've done that. I killed a bird this year. Um, my little boy and I, you know, my older boy, I should say, not my little guy, but we we had one it was one of those last resorts. You know, bird walking away, and we flashed a fan and and, and killed there a bird. And gum. and you know, and so it's like that gum. I mean, I get it. I see it. I know it's effective. And you know, at the same time, I, I'm willing to say, hey, you know if we got to do this, let's do this. I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, as far as that goes, I'm not going to be sitting here saying, no, I love it. It works. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm all for the Turkey, whatever it takes for the Turkey. I'm not about, um, I'm not about, let's, let's, let's wear this thing into the ground for the sake of my, you know, a decoy sponsor that, that I got to, you know, make, make my, make my money to, or, you know, pushing, you know, whatever, you know, we've got to do whatever it takes to, to make sure that my kids and your kid, Ken tanti's turkeys one, you know on down the line when we're gone
1: yeah and, and what it what it boils down to I mean one of the positives of social media is it gives a voice to a lot of people who don't you know have sponsors and industry ties because yep. I mean I talk when I talk personally with most of the people in the industry and conservation organizations and things they're with me I mean a hundred percent, but they won't say that yep. out publicly because and i don't blame them they're they're in the business of making money and feeding their family i get that i mean 100 percent. so they know if they say that they might lose a faction of their clientele that's right i understand why you don't do that but it's going to take a lot of folks who don't care or or have ties um financially to kind of make this voice and so that's kind of where i put myself of like hey i told my brothers I, i literally just told them months ago I said all right my goal is to get this (laughs) (laughs) banned. like I'm making it a goal and so I know I've lost a lot of followers and stuff I've gained more than I've lost but a lot of people get annoyed with me just harping on it constantly but it's what we got to do I mean I I view it as a problem and you know hey if turkey populations were at peak all-time highs maybe we don't even have to worry about it but they're not that's right I mean they're absolutely not and to think that hunters and humans are not part of the problem with uh, us being about the only thing that kills adult gobblers Yep. i mean you're just crazy if you don't think we're having an impact so well that's just it. i don't
0: yeah go ahead I don't,
1: you know i hear the other thing i hear and this this one really drives me nuts well it's not the worst thing going on why are you wasting your time on this like there's there's other things the timber practices and you know predators and and i'm always like man i 100 percent agree with you if we you know timber practices and predators and everything probably are worse yep. but if, if you can tell me a fix where with the stroke of a pen that i can fix all the timber practices and get rid of all the predators in the earth right now that's right let's do it but yep. i can see reaping's a problem and we can fix that with a pen yep. with the commission instantly yep. you know <laughs> so yeah, absolutely yeah there's a there's a problem we can address today. Or we could consider and and try to change, you know, fifty years worth of timber practices and get those back right. I mean, yeah, you yeah. just tell me what's more plausible.
0: Well, that's just it. You know, let's 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 compare these things. You know, we're not even talking, you know, just equal playing grounds here. I mean, this is j- just that. You know, somebody said, well, man, we just it's not just it's not just fanning. You're right, it's not just fanning. Oh, absolutely, but, but, you not. know, we need to trap. But you know, you you I hear guys all the time, man. I'm, I'm doing you know I'm doing my part. I trapped twenty coons. Yippee, skippy dude 20 more coons moved in as quick as you did you know that's that's great you're gonna do your little thing but uh i mean you know we when we trap coons you know run trapping season right up to february and i know that's one of the changes we're gonna get in a moment talks about some of these changes but i mean you know we've never been able to trap when we really need to be trapping you know i mean it's over about the time we need to start trapping and so like you said you there's a lot of things we could do but nothing we could do as simple and as quickly as hey Quit using this. This is one piece of the deal. And again, I, I yep. you know, I'm not in that thing. You know, I'm not going to argue and sit here and say, dude, it's no fun. It's not exciting to to have one come oh, charging no. into You'd the thing. It, it's it's that. crazy. You no, know, cool. it's an adrenaline rush. It's a whole different deal. It's got its own you know charm. But again, I'm willing to put it down if it's if it's something we can say, hey. This works. Let's get rid of this. This is going to help bump our numbers back up, dude. Whatever it takes. And that's a quick, like you said, hey, that's a simple vote. The boos
1: with the spotlight was fun, too. I'm that's sure. right. You Absolutely. Know? And, and that's roasting right. 40 ducks in a shot probably wasn't a terrible time. That's you know? right. But
0: yep. You Some point, <laughs> you gotta something gotta had at, to change. Oh, it's
1: going to work. Yeah.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. That's that's the, uh, you know. But, hey, it's, it's going to be a long deal. I mean, this isn't, Rome wasn't built in a day, but. Yeah. We had a change in Tennessee, you know, and that's seven or eight states, I think, now that have something in place. So, I mean, we're we're making a dent now. I mean, you get sure. everyone that comes in is going to make it easier on the next state to that's be right. like, hey, well, we got eight other ones say that this is a problem. So that's right. Maybe we should look at it. I mean, yep. that to me, that's kind of how it's going to have to go. It's not going to be a, just all of a sudden one year, everybody decides, Oh, this is bad. Now it's going to be a a mind change and, and getting regulations to reflect it.
0: That's it, man. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the changes coming for Tennessee. And before we do, as, as far as these seven or eight States now that have said, Hey, we're, we're doing away with reaping. Are those mostly, from what you understand, are those mostly no reaping on public, or have there been have, have there been states so that have said no reaping at all, completely across the state, or how? The, Alabama,
1: how... Alabama, it's banned totally, all the way. Okay. And and they even banned decoys for the first ten two, days. One, t- okay, all two, decoys yeah. for for ten days, and then reaping is banned completely statewide.
0: Is that going? Is that was that a twenty twenty two rule? Is that for twenty three? I know the uh, need, that that need...
1: was banned before this season yeah
0: i remember the decoy postponed decoys i didn't know reaping was outlawed altogether yeah. okay
1: reaping is totally outlawed in, in alabama okay. it's illegal right now totally statewide in alabama new jersey pennsylvania rhode island michigan okay and then south carolina has a ban on wmas and okay. now tennessee okay and somebody told me north carolina had it ban on wmas but i'm I, I have not confirmed that for myself, so I'm not going to say that I know that. But somebody told me North Carolina as well. But yep. I, I know the other ones I said are accurate. So yeah. you do have some statewides. And my favorite is New Jersey. There's specifically states for safety and ethical reasons in yeah. the law. I, they threw that in there, which I just thought was – I like that. They they didn't shy away from their reason.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just make it clear. No beating around the bush yeah. there, so that's good. Good for them. Let's, let's yeah, Let's talk I about the, the Tennessee that just came out. What was it last Friday at the commission meeting? Last, uh, yeah, Friday, Friday? was
1: the big vote.
0: So let's walk through that. Tell me about the changes. I know we've seen several the main one talking about reapings, what we've been talking about tonight, but some of the uh, let's yeah, just go it, through the it, laundry list of changes, you know. Reaping.
1: Yeah, so with, with regard to turkeys, now they did changes for all kind of deer with CWD, and sure, they, but I, I mean, it, when I was just kind of trying to get through that personally, I'm all I'm a one shot pony here i like turkeys and then i'll I'll watch the duck stuff too i like the duck hunt as well but sure the the turkeys is where my focus was so i mean the, the biggest change we're gonna see is the season dates yep got pushed back two weeks and so my favorite thing they did unlike georgia who just said you can't hunt these days and the season's gonna end on the same day they just shifted the whole season two weeks back so yep. we still have the same length of season it's just going to be a little hotter when we go out at the end
0: that's right that's but
1: right. It, next year's season yep. dates 2023 the season dates will be april 15th through may 28th yep. and so that's that's a two-week shift
0: yep.
1: and you know uh, to me biologically with the wild turkey that makes a lot of sense sure so our if you i read a lot about turkeys i mean i yep. read uh, I read so much about them and I I'm reading a book now called the it's called like harvest management strategies and techniques for the wild Turkey. And it was written in the nineties by a guy named Bill Healy. And I mean, you can, if you ask Tennessee's Turkey coordinator right now about it, he'll be like, yeah, I read it all the time. Cause I've asked him. Yeah. They, they refer to this work. Yeah. And so what his studies showed in order to have a sustainable spring gobbler harvest is that you had to start killing most of them after the median date for the onset of incubation is the words. Okay. And so the, I know I'm getting in the weeds here, but no, bottom good. line, Tennessee's median date for the onset of incubation is April 28th, according yeah. to our turkey biologist. And we were, kill, we were killing 85% of our turkeys prior to that. Before date.
0: that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so
1: we're, we're totally defying that. Rule
0: <laughs> well, you look at it, man, and i I don't know the numbers, but I, I have to say that it's got to be the majority of those birds are getting killed in that first two weeks. The two weeks that we just bumped back oh, it, is when, it's is where it's the birds right are dying eighty percent yeah, yeah, right
1: at eighty percent and it, they'll still die mostly in the first two weeks, That's but right. it's later, you yeah. know i mean most every state everywhere the first week is when most turkeys are going to die sure it, it was very pronounced here that we were killing that many prior to the date when you know the studies have shown back in the day that we set all our seasons on
0: right
1: we need to be killing them after this day we're killing 85 percent, so that was what they kind of addressed with that is they were just going to shift it back two weeks and i i'm interested to see what those late may gobblers do here in tennessee i mean i i think they'll still be rolling i just saw a strutter yesterday in north carolina with hens that's right yep they're not done. I mean, it, just because turkey season ends, the, the turkeys aren't all like, well, all right. No. Keep anymore.
0: Yeah. we That's you right, know? man. I had the best, the last day of the season. You know, last weekend, last day of the season, my son and I went out for an afternoon hunt. Dude, you'd have thought it was opening day. The bird gobbled his head off. He was coming. We just mm-hmm. screwed it up, and uh, it was as good as the first day. And then we were pulling stands last week, some tree stands out of the woods, and, same deal, man. Bird goblin down in there, you know. First week of June, so yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna be fun. Like I said, you, you're gonna have to uh, dodge ticks and, and snakes a little more, you yeah, know, and a, and a little bit warmer. But man, I'm okay with if we have to weed out some of the fair weather hunters. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's okay I, for me. You know what I'm saying? If, if it, it's they, gonna separate them in from the boys, somewhere. That's right. Yeah yeah and so you gotta
1: reduce harvest somewhere and that was one way of doing it you know less people hunt late yeah. but i just personally really appreciate the fact that they did not strip a day off our season because i mean yeah. it's what i look forward to all year That's i mean right. i go every day I'm, i you know not yeah. pridefully saying this i usually get my bag limit but when i do i'm it doesn't mean I just go hang the gun up. I go every day. That's I mean, right. if nobody would go with me, I go and right. I go take a video of me yelling at one or something. That's right. You know, so yep. it's just what I do. And yep. I just I would hate to think I would lose days off the season. That that's just the one thing I can't imagine almost. I mean, right. I just would hate it. Yeah. So I'm so glad that they just shifted the whole thing rather than just hacking them off and and taking those days from us. Because right. I mean, there's just. There's so many reasons in my mind. I I have a daughter that's, she's six months old. You know, one day she'll be hunting with me and, you know, we end up with a three week season or something crazy like that. I mean, and she's in school, you're looking at three weekends. So I mean, I'm looking at six days to teach her to turkey hunt. I know it. I know it. That's pretty tough, you know? So having a long season is, is really vital in my mind to, to being able to raise a family of turkey hunters. That's just it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, you're right on the money, man. I've got four kids myself and, and three my three boys i got one daughter and three boys and and um uh, my daughter just graduated and she's not going chasing the turkeys you know like the boys are but every one of those boys at any given day thinks it's their turn to go and so i mean it's yeah it, it, it you know it's five of us that are out there with tags trying to kill birds and and so it is it's a it's a job man to uh, be able to spread that out and and um you know i got boys that are homeschooling now so it, it's i'm like you dude we're we're out there every day with somebody one of us are going every day and um again i'd I'd much rather say hey take a bird from me but don't take a day from me you know and so yeah uh, pretty cool
1: that's it i I was happy to see that and i think they made a wise move personally on that and what's interesting you know we got this huge study going on with ut knoxville and that's the exact thing they're studying is is if a two-week delay uh, Cause you've seen that with the Mav unit in South central Tennessee and West Tennessee, the Mav units where they have a two week delay. Right. And so that's what they've been studying. And so the, the study's done they're compiling all the results and they don't have them yet, but they went ahead and did
0: it. So uh-huh.
1: I'm, I'm assuming somebody somewhere kind of told the commissioners, Hey, we've seen it's enough. working.
0: Yeah. We've seen enough. You know,
1: I'm at least hopeful that that was the case, but you know, we we will see that data soon enough. So that'll be good if that'll confirm this, but that was the big, to me, that's the biggest move. The second biggest move for turkeys was the bag limit reduction. Yep. And so we were, we got reduced from four to three, two years ago. And then this year they've reduced it further from three to two. Yep. So we're at two turkeys and only one can be, I think the way they're going to phrase it, from the way I watched it, only one can be not an adult male turkey. Okay. So, because it's easier to define an adult than it is to define a juvenile.
0: That's right. Yeah. So
1: it, basically, though, you can only shoot one Jake or and or bearded hen, and one male adult gobbler. So, okay. only one of which. So, but you only got two, and I. Most of this is from just being selfish, me. But I wasn't too fond of that but I'm okay with it. I see the, I see the need and I'm going to be fine. You know, sure. I, it immediately I was like, Oh dang it. You know, that kind of hurts. But Hey, if I got to give up another bird to help this, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, it was kind of from a selfish standpoint. Cause I, I mean, I typically am going to get my turkeys. If you go enough, you just happen to have yeah. one every now and then. That's right. So that's right. That's just how it usually works out. But, It'll be fine. You know, I'm probably going to try to do something fun next year. I might just get a 410 and get some lead shells and try to kill them both, you know, within 20 yards or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make it interesting, you know, really difficult on myself, but you know, I'm okay with losing that third Turkey. If that'll help.
0: If it'll help. Yeah. And that's what, you know, my my little nine year old boy, my youngest, he was, he was talking about that. We were just kind of going through, just talking about some of the changes I was sharing with them earlier today. And, and, he's very passionate, you know, nine year old. He loves it. He's eat up with it. He, he's killed us. He, he killed a Jake a few years ago and then he killed his first long beard this year. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: he loves it. But he, he said, what, you know, when I told him, I said, now the man, they knocked it from three to two. And he was, he was tore up about that, man. He said, he said, <laughs> no, he said, I can't believe that. I, I don't want, you know, I, I want to kill three. I said, dude, you kill one this year, next year you can double up and kill two, man. That's plenty for, you know, and he, uh, and I get what he's saying, but again, In my situation, I'm cool with it, too, because, again, I've got my two. You know, it's a team effort for us, man. Yeah, we got two for me, two for them. You know, so, I mean.
1: Well, that's what's going to be. I'm going to be interested to see what the harvest does. I think the harvest will go down mostly because of that season shift. Because, you know, if I go kill my two, it's not like I'm just done, you know. Yeah, you're going to find somebody. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go and help them, you know. So, I'll be interested to see how much of that happens.
0: Yep to
1: where somebody who could kill three instead of helping somebody else kill, you know, they're kind of just replacing who kills the Turkey, That's you right. know, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But I mean, statistically 9% of the harvest was a person's third Turkey. So right. that should be around 2,500 to 3000 turkeys yep. a year that will live now because of that. So,
0: yep.
1: and then you have other effects from that in my mind and the season shift. The, the biggest effect I think we're going to see from both of those regs combined is a lot less non-resident hunters. Yeah. You know, you got a $300 license and they can only shoot two now. So that's a little less attractive. Yep. And then now Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, all these other states that we usually open two, three weeks ahead of, now we're kind of opening the right with them. Yeah. So, we're not the
0: early bird anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I think you'll have a lot less of those people showing up here to get an early turkey or three. Yep. And then you also look at, like, people who are planning to travel mid-April can now then go to Kentucky or wherever instead of just coming here. So
0: yeah,
1: I think we'll see a big effect there that, like, I guess we won't really be able to measure statistically. But statistically, it should save, you know, 3,000 or so gobblers, which... That's quite a few turkeys. Yep. I mean, they—I think they restocked all of New Hampshire with like thirty. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a pretty good chunk of turkeys. Three thousand. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I'm I'm cool with it. I, I would have. They almost had a ban on Jake's total ban, except for youth and Wounded Warriors, and yep. I was pretty hopeful for that. Um, they brought it back, and I understand. You know, my first turkey was a Jake. I know a lot of people's first turkey was a Jake. So sure. I understand it. I, I, you know, I guess I'm not in that frame of mind much anymore. Sure. So I, I that may just be a personal issue I had, but I was hoping they would, gonna, they were going to ban that outright. And they almost yeah. did. And then when, they were in that discussion. They're like, yeah, let's not ban jakes. Let's just make a ring shoot one and just drop the limit to two. And then they just kind of did that. And I was like, Oh no, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just ban the jakes. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, Cause that would say 4,000 or so turkeys, you know? So it would have probably actually been more helpful, but yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, I think more living turkeys will happen because of this. So absolutely. That's a good thing. That's right. You know? yep.
0: Yeah. That's it, man. At the end of the day, it's again, it's, it's, you know, the idea is to beef these numbers up. And what do we need to do to, to see more turkeys walking uh, at the end of the year for next year? And so, uh, again, who knows? Yeah. You know, and, and, and we'll see the numbers and, you know, the Jake situation. Maybe that's a 2023 ruling and they'll put in for, uh, you know, the 2024 season, that, you know, that we have all yeah. that all together or whatever. But, again, I think we're in the right direction. That's the bottom line. I'm, I'm excited to see a yeah agency that's yeah, saying, that was- hey, you know, we need to do – what we need to do, and, and they're taking some input from, from hunters, it sounds like, and, and just do what yeah. you know, needs to be done instead of just making it political and, and, you know, the good old boy system of, you know, calling the shots without really any input and uh, any common sense. And so I, I feel like we may be heading in the right direction to save some gobblers at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was another rule change, not just for turkeys, but they're going to be able to set seasons and bag limits on an annual basis rather than biannual yeah. now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good.
1: That, that's good in my mind. I mean, you need to be able to adjust the population. So yeah. my only stipulation with the bag limit reduction is, hey, if it works and we get back to record levels of turkeys, you know, we see a very sustainable population again. Maybe we'll look at bringing that third one back. You know, right. I, I just I'm, I'm worrisome that that is going to be more difficult than we think, but hopefully not. Yep. You know, if we, if we see if we can get back to a three bird limit, they'll bring it back who knows but i'm okay with it i'm okay with it and then let's see reaping which we obviously talked about will be banned on public lands so that was huge in my mind i mean anything to give more credence to this idea that reaping needs to be banned is is good so
0: yeah now was there any talk as far as anything beyond that and in in the meetings as far as there was none okay it was just no, straight it, to public land it, it was just, a,
1: it was like pulling teeth to get that i mean that yeah. one that one went through a very pretty pretty big argument in the meeting yeah. um, there was bill cox who's one of our commissioners he wanted to repeal that and make it where reaping would still be allowed and it was him and one other guy Baloo, something Baloo, i think his last name they tried to they actually got it down to where they had to do a roll call vote on who was for or, and against banning reaping. And luckily the ban held strong. So it did get banned. And I, you know, I was kind of secretly hoping it was going to go statewide, but when I saw how difficult it was just to get public, I was grateful. For that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, Hey, at least the government lands are protected. It makes a lot more sense on a safety standpoint and, Hey, if if you want to go reap your turkeys and totally possibly destroy your flock, then it's your own fault. When you don't have turkeys in a couple of years, it, you have won't yeah, so no you, one to blame but yeah. yourself. Feel so that. right, right. You know that it's kind of I'm less offended by somebody doing, I guess, on their own personal private land. You know, if if somebody goes out and works their tail off all year and makes this incredible habitat, and then they want to go cheat one and shoot him with a fan, then have at it, you know. But you can still do that legally. Yeah. But the issue, I wish they would make it like your own private blood relative land you can do it on, maybe or something. Because there you go. The issue, I mean, a, a ton of the turkeys that get killed on private land are on leases, hunting clubs, you know, which are basically public land these days. There's so many people in the hunting clubs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. a lot of those are dying from that way and people don't have the same regard for their turkeys on that as they do, you know, their own land that they're putting blood, sweat, and tears into. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, I see it. Well,
1: it is banned on public. So that's a a good step. And you say how many,
0: how many commissioners are there on that as far as you remember what there are?
1: I don't, I think there's like, if I had to put a guess on it, I could look it up online. There's probably 13 to 15 commissioners, or okay. something
0: like that. That's more than I thought. So, it's,
1: uh, and you say it maybe came down. 11.
0: To, okay, and, but it came down to two. You say the Cox. And you say Mo, it was it was it Monty Blue? Is Monty Monty, yeah. Monty Blue? Monty Blue, Monty Blue, dude. That's our that's our old local sheriff right here. I know him, and
1: he. So he was. He wanted to bring it back.
0: He wanted to bring. He wanted to keep the fan in the mix.
1: Yes I guess Bill Cox were the only two who outspokenly wanted to keep the
0: fan see that that makes and sense for Monty because i Monty can't turkey call and I hope he listens this one today he he's the kind of guy that needs a fan, you know what I'm saying, so that makes complete <laughs> sense and uh I hope Monty, Monty, if you listen to this I hope you do and uh but uh no Monty's a good dude, but uh yeah he 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 probably is that old boy that. He's got several guys I know, buddies of mine that he runs around with, and they probably all need a fan, and that's where he's probably coming from right there. That makes complete sense. But uh,
1: Well, those were, they were the only two outspoken against it. The rest of the commission voted a, a solid yes, so I that was you. good.
0: Well, Monty, maybe next time, buddy. I appreciate you trying for the home yeah. team here. <laughs>
1: yeah, him and, him and Bill Cox. That's funny. Two, but, I got but you. Anyway, that passed, so that's gone on public land. And that's then – in addition to those, we had trapping is now yeah. allowed year round for raccoon and possum. Yeah, which most people don't realize you could still do that on if you own the private land. You that's right. There's a act in their constitution or wherever it is that we can do that on our own private lands anyway. But no. now it's legal, totally outright public, private, whatever, year round. Coons and possums can be trapped, yeah. and then. I think they extended the raccoon season on up into late March and doubled the bag limit from two to four. Yep. And then made it where you can shoot bobcats, I think, during deer season. So yep. they kinda expanded some things that'll help us get rid of more predators, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And Good. you know, hey, it hopefully that works. The the problem is most people are inherently lazy and it's not like everyone all of a sudden went and got forty dog proof traps yesterday to get put out. That's you know, right. so you're right. We'll see. At, at least now, if you're a private landowner and you want to trap and have an impact for your turkeys, you can do it without a doubt, legally. Right. Yep. So, it, hey, I trap, and now I don't have to worry about looking over my shoulder for the game warden if I'm out there in April trapping. That's now exactly right. get rid right. of them yep. right when I need to get rid of them. So. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, that's just it, man. We talked about that earlier, the fact that, you know, timing-wise – uh it's a good move you know for being able to trap these coons when we need to trap them possums and and who knows man i've already had in just the last couple days i've had people say hey man what do i need to be doing to trap these critters and so i mean you know no and not everybody's running out to start getting traps and you know getting that in their mindset but like i said I've i've had two different guys here just since you know last friday they said man let's do something on this trapping and you know what what can we be doing and so uh, that's what i like to see you know guys that get motivated now they've got the opportunity yep. to legally do it and so uh good yeah, changes it's man
1: growing, growing in popularity for sure and you know hunting clubs and leases and all those people who yeah. aren't blood kin to the owner can now trap year around so that's huge yeah and you know hey i i fully believe our predator numbers have gotten out of whack i mean it sure. doesn't take a rocket scientist to see just how many freaking coons there are these days yeah and it's just unbelievable, I mean I you go put some traps out, you'll be shocked at how many there are, oh yeah, and yeah, and so i I do I don't see how it couldn't help that if I went in right before those nests hit the ground and took out twenty coons from this creek bottom, I don't know how that couldn't help,
0: you know, yeah. sure, sure,
1: so uh, and I mean Dr. Grant Woods from Gone deer TV I mean, I've talked to him, and yeah, he is a strong believer that trapping at the right time intensive wide-scale trapping on your property he thinks is a a key to having good turkey hatches yeah
0: yeah so that guy has a lot i was gonna say yeah if anybody knows grant woods knows and man i encourage people to check out his stuff with growing deer he's he's got it going on awesome man and and just such a wealth of wisdom and uh you can count on what he says to do man just do it that's kind of my thing you know there's a lot of people out there that talk a big talk and they're just you know regurgitating stuff they've heard or seen but and yeah woods knows his stuff and it's just practical i love how practical he is and uh, making it where the the average dude can can make things happen so good stuff from him for sure
1: yeah yeah and so i think that for me at least I think yeah. that's about all the the turkey regs that I can at least remember right now. Yeah, the, that's
0: that's what I had on my list that, here. Those hitting those yeah. high points there for sure. So well, Cameron, man, we'll wrap things up. Tell me where folks can find you again. Where where can they hear your podcast and find you on Instagram yeah. and all that?
1: Yeah, so the Turkey Hunter Podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you want to listen to podcasts. Wherever you listen to this one, you can probably get to ours. Yep. The Turkey Hunter Podcast. And so we're every week of the year we put out a podcast usually on thursdays it's all about turkeys i mean 100 percent turkeys yep. talk to folks like will primos or i mean cuz strickland or you know all these people yeah. eddie salter's been on their preston pit I mean, he's yeah. going on and on all these great people and a lot of authors and other turkey hunters maybe you haven't heard of but you need sure. to have heard of and we just talk about everything turkey so you can okay. check that out and then on instagram the gobfather Forty Nine is my handle. Feel free to reach out to me on on anything. I'm yeah, always man. down to talk turkey with anybody. Yeah, 100%.
0: yeah, absolutely. It's been good talking with you. And and uh, next time you get up this way, give me a shout. We'll catch up, grab lunch or something. So,
1: yeah, heck yeah, I'll probably be up there for the fourth. I know I'll be up there for the fourth. Actually, so
0: yeah, maybe doing a
1: little growing season burn. If you see a sm- smoke plume sm- in the distance, <laughs> that
0: might be us. Smoke on the river, we'll know. Come running. <laughs> Well, very good, <laughs> yeah. man. All right, man. Appreciate it. You appreciate cool your time. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. We'll see you. Great conversation with Cameron. I really appreciate his time, and I do appreciate his passion. Again, regardless which side you're on for or against the reaping of turkeys using these fanning decoys, you got to give a guy that's passionate about the turkey, the wild turkey, and his desire to see things better for the population. And uh, he, he's that guy. He's all about it, he wants to see things better for the turkeys going forward, and so he's very passionate about it. I'd love to see a Bone to Pick podcast episode with Michael Waddell stating why he's so strongly for the fanning and the reaping concept. Go head-to-head with Cameron, the Godfather 49, on why he thinks, and as we've talked about, why he thinks it's wrong here, uh, why he'd like to see it banned. I think that would be a hot episode. Uh, things could get heated. We'll see if it happens. I think that would be a good one. I think it needs to happen. We'll see. Uh, again, a big thanks to Cameron for being a part of this episode. And want to say again, if you've not been following us on social media, check it out at Hunting Roots, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We'd love to see you there. You can also check out the website, huntingroots.com. Be sure to take a minute, if you will, if you haven't done so already, to leave us a rating, write us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And again, I hope to find you right back here next week for another episode of the Hunting Roots podcast. Shoot straight. God bless. Music.